0: are listening to Cold Lake Community Church Podcast, I hope today's message inspires you. Cold Lake Community Church, a place where families come together. Because you know what? If, if this thing isn't real, it's not worth pursuing. You're wasting your time. Paul said, if Christ is not raised from the dead, then we are fools. We are to be pitied above all men. And uh, this is real. This is totally real. But I want to take you on to kind of some of the things that God has brought us through and uh, has worked on our lives and in a major way. And I also want to talk about some things I'm seeing in the body of Christ because we have to come into the context of family. We really do. You know, there's two major movements that are happening right now in Canada. And it's kind of interesting because, like, in the 90s into the early part of 2000, God was doing something that was very uh, noticeable and very huge, you know, with the Toronto Blessing happening and all that kind of stuff kind of spreading across Canada and from there around the world and all, you know, it's major. Like, you go anywhere in the world and people ask you, tell me about Toronto, have you ever been there? I mean... Canada is impacting the world. We know it or not, it's true. And God chose to do that. But right now, God's doing something that I believe is much, much more powerful, but it's kind of like, you know, under the radar. And there's two major movements that is happening right now in Canada, in Alberta, that I notice when I come back from Indonesia. It's like, whoa, this is really cool. I was in a ministerial meeting in Westlock where all the different pastors gather together from all the different denominations. They're sharing with each other. One of the ladies who is a pastor there, she's from a very traditional church. She was sharing that when they went to their conference for their denomination, one of the big major things that they were talking about as being a huge trend in rural areas and in small communities is how the pastors are not reaching out to their own denomination for help. So they're not reaching out to people from their own denomination in another community. What they're doing is reaching out to pastors from different denominations within their own community. Doesn't that sound an awful like the Bible when Paul wrote a letter to the church in Rome? You see, Rome's a big place, a million people. It's impossible the church met in one location. It was many pastors, but they worked together. And God's starting to do something. He's starting to do something. So it's very interesting, because we got to realize, this is a family here, right? These are all our brothers and sisters. Well, they're our cousins, man. The Catholic Church down the street is our cousins. <laughs> you know, the Lutheran Church is our extended family. They're, they're our, maybe our second cousins or whatever. You know, like, we're related in this thing. We need to get a hold of this. You know, in the Bible, it's very interesting, because everything I'm going to talk about is going to be in the context of family, because that's the one thing that God has imprinted in my heart so much. In the Bible, when, the, when, when Israel went to war, they went to war as a family. It's like if you looked in the trenches, there'd be the boys, and they don't answer to a sergeant. They answer to their dad. And their dad either answers to grandpa, and if grandpa's too old, then he answers to whoever's the head of their extended family. And he answers to whoever is the head of their clan. And he answers to whoever's the head of their tribe. It's all organized by family. Family is supposed to fight together. Family is supposed to work together. You know what I'm saying? This is where the rubber meets the road here. And we need to be a family. Otherwise, this isn't isn't working. I'm sorry. I'm tired of events. I'm not about events. God called me out of it. I was preaching sometimes to as many as 10,000 people in a shot. Doing these huge revival meetings and having people healed and all kinds of awesome stuff. And God did great stuff. But God spoke to me in a vision. And and I had a vision where I was on a train going one way. Another train pulled alongside. And I knew I had to switch trains. And God says, you need to take your ministry in a different direction. And he called us out of doing big events and called us into doing relationship-based ministry. So God's doing something different because in the new testament it's all about relationship you see paul was a father to timothy and barnabas was a father to paul it just passed down that's a pattern we see so anyways as i'm i'm kind of unloading some of this thing. the second thing that's happening right now in canada and around the world is a thing called the apostolic movement where we're starting to see the restoration of what is a true apostle And I'm not talking about people who are the head of, you know, now I have 15 churches under me, and I'm an apostle, (laughs) and here's my business card. (laughs) You know, I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. An apostle, a true apostle, is a father. He's a daddy. This is really, really important because nothing I say is going to make sense unless you start to get this. Without apostolic leadership, we will never be the body of Christ. We'll never be a family. I believe these two movements that are kind of grassroots under the ground, you don't really see it kind of things, they're starting to happen because God is answering the prayer that Jesus prayed. When he said, I want that they would be one. God wants to bring us into a place of unity, not the kind of unity where we all wear the same shirt, have the same uniform, go to the same building, have the same job, do the same thing. He's wanting to bring us into a place of unity where we're a family where I might not 100% agree with my brother, but he's my bro. And we're going to stand with each other. And don't you mess with my brother. you going go be messing with me, I'm telling you. That's where God's bringing us. So I can, I'm okay if Pastor Lance doesn't agree with everything I say. But don't you mess with him because he's my brother and I love him to death. You understand what I'm saying? And this is where God's bringing us to a place where we have a deep love for each other. Genuine brotherly affection. See, and this is what God's trying to do. Now, because of that, there's some things that are shaking. There's a few things like denominational systems that are groping with how do we deal with this thing that's going on in our churches. (laughs) Because, I mean, anytime the new wine shows up, I mean, the old structural support system has to move and to change, and there's going to be a struggle. You know, I'm not against denominations, but I don't find them in the Bible. They're okay. We honor the people that are our leaders. That's okay. You know, that's not a problem. I'm not against those kind of things. I'm also not against people who are independent churches. I believe it's all the body of Christ. Well, Whoever God has put in your life as your leader, you honor them. You know that? Sometimes people... <laughs> that's a bit of a bunny trail. I'll say it anyway. Uh, sometimes people have this idea that if I could just sit under this famous teacher that has this wonderful teaching, wouldn't that be awesome? And I would grow and I would blossom and I would receive this wonderful... Do you know what? The Bible says take care the amount of attention that you give to the Word of God for whatever measure you use, it will be measured back to you. And even more will be given to you. It didn't say take care that you get a really good teacher. The whole thing is based on our heart. You see how this works? As you love the man that God has given to be your leader and you honor him, you bless him, you walk in relationship with him, God's blessing is released in your life. It's not about finding the right person, it's not. It's about finding your right heart here. You understand? This is, this is what called being a son in the house of God is all about. It's what, you know, being a member of the family. God's given you a head in the family. And as you submit to that, and you not just submit, but genuinely love your leader, God will just do awesome things in your life. It's time, you know, the Bible says that signs and wonders follow them who believe. It's time we stop following signs and wonders, guys. It's time we stopped trying to run over there to get something because then, whoa, that's really anointed. That's wonderful. And it's time we started to submit and to walk with the people God has given to us because He's put them in our life for a reason. I'm being real. This is my heart. This is the cry of my heart. I'll tell you something. I was in, in uh, when I was going to Bible school in Edmonton. remember the first year I was in Bible school there, I was uh, in touch with Rodney Howard Brown Ministries. Awesome man of God. He totally turned my world upside down. Uh, I was putting in practice things that he was doing just because I saw a video of him. We saw a huge revival breakout when I was in Nanaimo. From there, I went to Bible college here in Edmonton. My first year of Bible college... Uh, someone from his staff, I met them, and they just said to me, John, we want you to come to our Bible college. We want you to come be part of our ministry. We see the call of God on your life. We want you to be here. You need to come down to the States and join our Bible college. And I was like, yes, this is everything I wanted. And I tried to get the papers together, and nothing was working. So I said, you know what, I'm going on a walk, and I'm not coming home until I hear from Jesus. So I went on a walk for about three hours. (laughs) At the end of three hours, I heard this. God spoke to me and said this. John, do you want deep roots? I said, yes, Lord, I want deep roots. He said, then stay in dry ground. See, because God put me there for a reason. He put me where he put me for a reason. I needed to go through some stuff for me. To change my heart, to change who I was. And if I just run away from the situation I'm in because I want to find something better, it don't work that way, guys. This is the real world. We're in real relationships. That means we're going to have conflict. What's important is how we deal with it, how we grow through it. See, we're in a process here. This is not an instant thing. It's not just come to the altar, get your blam-kazam, and you know you're a different person. God sometimes works that way, but 99.9% of the time, it's a process. And we're walking together in this. And you know what? There's going to be some times we make some mistakes. That's just because we're people. But we love each other, and we want to walk through things. You know that? This guy is dedicated to helping you get through some things in your life. It's true. You need to be dedicated to each other. You need to love each other enough to say, hey, look, I'm not going to let you do that because you're wrecking your life. Man, here, I want to help you. How can we walk together through these things? This is where, where the rubber meets the road. See, this is where God was bringing me. Get out of that whole, let's focus on a big event do you know what? Praise the Lord, I am not building a ministry anymore. I've been set free. <laughs> I'm not. I want to build some people. I want to help some people. I-, I-, I want to pour my life into somebody. I want to bless somebody. Are you hearing me? I don't care if I'm famous anymore. <laughs> I'm past all that garbage. <laughs> I'm free. You hearing me? This is what God worked in my heart. This is what changed in my heart. So I'm trying my best just to be real with you guys about where I'm at. So you can see this is a genuine thing. This is a real genuine thing. So when you understand this, that God's trying to draw His people into a place of unity, but it's a family type unity. Where we don't necessarily have to 100% agree, but we 100% love each other. And that means we weep with those who weep. Right? We rejoice with when people get some good stuff and some good blessing in their life. We're like, yeah! Isn't that right? And there's something that changes in the dynamic in the church. Now, this is uh, kind of interesting. Because if we're being real, that means being me. Really me. That's a scary thing. As a, as a preacher, you know, going through Bible school and stuff, it's always pushed on you that you have to be a, a perfect person. You got to have it all together. I'm sorry, guys. There's not a pastor in the world that has everything 100% all together. We don't, we're people. I'm being real with you guys. I'm opening my heart because hopefully, I'm hoping that somehow you'll get some benefit out of this. Christianity is not about following perfect people, it's about walking together through life and coming into maturity in Christ. That's what it's about. It means I'm here to help you through the stuff you're going through, and you're here to help me. <laughs> We're walking together. We're loving each other. I'll just be really honest with you. You know something? And I guarantee I say this, every guy in this room will say, uh-huh, if you're honest. I was talking to a friend of mine who's, about 20 years older than I am. He's a good guy. And he was saying, you know, John... Even though I'm the age I am now, in my heart, I still feel there's a little boy. Because the thing is, is there's something in the heart of every person, and this includes every pastor that wants to be loved. And there's still a little boy in here who wants a daddy. And for us, this is what God's doing with the apostolic movement. For us, you know, it's great if we can pick up a phone and call head office. But I worked in that system. And I know what it's like to be on the mission field and email your head office for three months straight before you get an answer. Because you're a number in a system, in an organization. I thank God God sent Pastor Brian Logan to be my spiritual dad. Where I can pick up the phone anytime, anywhere in the world. And He knows me. He knows my struggles. He knows uh, my relationship with my wife. He sat at our table many times. He loves us. He believes in me. What a difference. That's where God's calling us. You see, as a leader in the body of Christ, I'm saying that because I know every person in this room needs this too. But as a leader in the body of Christ, I don't need somebody to give me the best program that's going. I don't need somebody to teach me to be the best preacher. What I need is a daddy who's going to speak to me and say, I believe in you. What I need is somebody who understands what I'm walking through. And you know what? You need it too. It's not about how successful you are. For crying out loud. The most successful people in the world have a much higher percentage of suicide than the people who are on the bottom shelf. Guys, it's not about success. Because you can get all the success you want and you go home and you feel totally alone. You don't have to be alone anymore. This is the message that Jesus brought you the bible says god puts the solitary the lonely in families this it's us guys we're the family that god puts people in we're here to be family to people that don't have family this is a driving force behind what we do in indonesia we see people that are eating garbage my goodness i eat good food maybe i can sacrifice a little so he can eat good food too God spoke to my wife and said, The value of their soul is the same as the value of your soul. We're about making family for lonely people. And the world's full of it. Some of these lonely people are very wealthy, but they're lonely. They don't have real friends. That's what we're here for, guys. This isn't just like a rescue center for the lost, it's a home. It's a home. People don't need a house. People don't need shelter. People don't need food. They need a home. They need a family. Because when you got family, your family will take care of you. Hello? And I want to be family to somebody who needs a family. That's what I feel in my heart. I, I want to I bring a sense of belonging to someone who doesn't feel they belong. So this is where God's brought us. So um, that gives you a little bit of an idea of what I've walked through. I come from a background where I worked with a large ministry. They sent us out in the beginning of our ministry, of our ministry in Indonesia. And uh, there was no communication, no anything. It was very professional. I had to send all the results we got. It was all results oriented. If you got results, you got support. If you didn't, you didn't. And uh, God just brought me out of that and broke that whole thing. And now I work with a guy who every time I talk to him, he says, So, how's your wife doing? How's things with you? I don't care about your ministry. I want to hear about you. Oh, praise you, Jesus. See, God wants us to come home. You understand that? That's the story of the prodigal son, is God wants us to come home. He wants us to have a place. He wants us to belong. You know, I, in Indonesia, I went from preaching to thousands of people to the most significant thing I did in Indonesia is every Tuesday night, I'd sit in a coffee shop, and there was a number of men that when they got off work, they come and sit with me, one at a time. And we talk about the Word, we pray for them. I'd say, how's things with your wife? How can I help you through? Is there something I can help you with? How are you communicating with your family? How's things doing? How are your kids? Is there any way that I can help with that? And I start to help them to grow and mature in Christ and be better fathers and better husbands and better. And we walk with them through life. And, you know, it's amazing. After about three months, their wife shows up at church and you can see the difference on that lady's face. And then you know you're getting somewhere. Because you got a happy wife, it means you got a good husband. Come on now. (laughs) And we start having fun. It's the most amazing thing. You know, I just be honest, I was praying for this church, and I just felt in my heart there's a cry in this community from the hearts of men that need a daddy. And I just heard it so loud. Last night, God woke me up at about 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock at night, and I was praying last night, and it was just I heard there was a cry in the hearts of men in this community. They need a father. And I also believe that God has put it in the hearts of several men in this congregation to be a father, a spiritual dad to somebody who, who needs it. And we're not talking about age. We're talking about a need. And God's been putting it in the hearts of several men here just to be somebody, a, a friend, a fa- you know, a father figure type of thing in somebody's life to help them. And God wants to make it happen here. I really believe that. God's going to do something here with men. Not that women are, you know, or anything less, but I just felt God's heartbeat for what God's doing with men here. So I just, I just want to throw that out there. Because we need it. It's needed. This is what God's doing. This is apostolic Christianity. Hello? It's coming back to family. That's why the Bible said that if someone wants to be a leader in the body of Christ, they need to be the husband of one wife and they need to have their family together. Because how can you be a leader in the body of Christ in the family of God if you can't run your own family? Isn't that right? So when you start understanding the family dynamic of the body of Christ, this makes sense. Now I'm going to go to some scriptures, and we're going to see a few things. I'm going to talk about some stuff that we dealt with overseas really quick, and we're done. Proverbs 24.10. This is the focus verse. Proverbs 24.10. If you faint in the day of adversity, your strength is small. I used to read that and think that I needed to be strong. Now I realize that when I read that my strength is God, number one my family, number two and my church, number three because there comes a point in your life where you're going to face something that you just can't deal with and you're going to need help and if you faint in the day of adversity that is the day of adversity your strength is small your strength's not you Paul said, when I'm weak, I'm strong. Why? Because then he could rely on others. He could rely on the Lord. He could draw from all these sources that God has put in his life. But when we're the, we got to have it all together and we got to do it all, your strength is small. The minute we recognize that I am in process and there's some stuff I can't deal with, but God has put people in my life to help me walk through it. And we start to lean on our brother. We start to say, hey, bro, pray for me. I'm struggling. I'm really struggling here. you got to help me. What, what, what do I have to do, man? And that comes alongside, and the Lord comes alongside, and you start having victory. God's going to set people free in this place through family and through the body of Christ. That's what we're here for. You understand? It's about walking together. Jesus said it himself. He says, in the world you will have tribulation, trouble, difficulty, adversity. But be of good cheer. I've overcome the world. He never promised that we would not have trouble. We sing the song, every promise in the book is mine. Every chapter, every verse, every line. I'm trusting in his word divine. Every promise in the book is mine. And he promised us persecution, adversity, trouble, hallelujah, shondarabhasanda. But He also promised that He'd see us through. And He put the people in our life that are going to help us to change and to make the changes that will bring us through to the other side. Isn't that awesome? That's what God's done in our lives. In Indonesia, I went from being a huge, basically a big event evangelist, you know, like mass evangelist, to being a guy that sits in a coffee shop Starts helping people start home groups. Starts helping people be effective at reaching others for Jesus. Starts helping people disciple others. Because that's what God's doing. It's about family now, guys. That's where we're going. You cool with that? So God's promise is not to set us free from adversity, but to take us through. And His plan to take us through is with His strength and with people around us that will help us through. Be not weary in well-doing. It says in Galatians 6, verse 9. Be not weary in well-doing, for in due season we will reap if we faint not. Is that good? Come on, let's stand up together. I'm going to pray. We're just going to ask, Holy Spirit, bless your wonderful name. Father, I ask that you would come into this room and touch every heart. Make this word real in our hearts And Father, I just pray that you would use men in this congregation and women too to reach out to people that are hurting and to be a support to others. And to just love on people, just in their workplace, over a cup of coffee, however it is, they just start discipling people and reaching out to them, whether they're Christians or not, just start loving on people. Father, I just pray that you would help us to understand what true apostolic Christianity is, how it's about loving people, how it's about loving your body, how it's about walking together, even though we might not be a hundred percent agreed on everything, we still love each other. Help us to have that attitude. Release it in our hearts. Release in our hearts a love and a care for others. In Jesus mighty name. And raise up the ministry of a father in this house. In the mighty name of Jesus. And we bless you for it. In Jesus name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this teaching from Coley Community Church. Thank you for your continued support of this ministry. Holy Community Church, a place where families come together.